0: Hello, and welcome to The Long and Windy Road. Our special guest for today is Glory. Glory is the founder of MyCEO and the co-founder of MyBusinessSkill. She is also a woman in tech. But before we dive into our conversation, as always, do not forget to stay connected with me at Fearless and Empowered on Instagram, as well as rate, review, and leave us your feedback right here on Apple Podcast. Wow, wow, wow. On today's podcast, we have Glory. I have been saying everybody's last name so badly, Glory. So I'm going to please allow you to pronounce it for me so I can repeat it at this point. How would you, how would you say your last name? Averback. You see, and I would probably say Aveback. Back. I don't know where I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> that's how I would have To be said honest it.
1: with you. As long as you get glory, right? The last part makes zero difference <laughs> to
0: me. <laughs> I can always get glory, right? Because that's just very short and it's sweet. And I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm so happy that we get to interview on today's podcast. Um, I want to find out more about you. I know I already know so much, but there is a lot that I'm still uncovering um, about this amazing woman. But I just want our listeners to find out more about you. So please tell us, who are you? What do you do?
1: Well, great question. First of all, thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to share uh, with everybody um, as we move forward during this uh, very different time of life. Um, So uh, as Effie's pointed out, my name is Glory. I'm a career tech entrepreneur in a very niche part of the tech world called Custom Home Automation. Uh, I owned, and to give a quick synopsis of what that is, it's something that pre predates by a fair bit um, smart home, and um, it's it's an industry that also preceded Internet of Things. We were teaching electronics to talk to each other before IoT ever became anything. Um, I owned <laughs> have companies in the space, both in uh, Canada and in Dallas, Texas, where I lived for almost 10 years. Uh, And I sold my businesses, uh, the last two of my businesses in July of 2016. Um, And since that time, I have been working as a business coach and consultant um, to small and medium-sized businesses, uh, doing strategic planning and sales training for corporations. And um, I'm very passionately supportive of women-led businesses and women-led startups.
0: Wow. That is a lot, and I can already tell that that is your long and winding road story in itself, but we'll dive a little bit more. But I just want to find out, as a woman of STEM yourself, what has changed from now to when you first started?
1: Uh, interesting. We used to say um, there were very few women in my industry when we started, like like a handful, and we used to say the best part of it was there was never a lineup for the bathroom. Um <laughs> That's uh, that's certainly changed uh, since that time. There are more certainly in in my industry or my old industry. There's more women. Um, Women in STEM is now something that we talk about in the mainstream, um, which was definitely not the case before. Um, I had no uh, women friends who were in tech. Um, It was something I landed in. Um, and I really enjoyed, and I would look around and wonder why there weren't more people who looked like me. Um, but in the meanwhile I had a, a good time, and through that, I did build a lot of really great relationships with women. Um, but I think, really, to answer the question short, is that there's more conversations about STEM in the, midstream, uh, in the mainstream than there's ever been in the past.
0: That's the most significant change. Amazing. So you would say, you would agree or disagree that there are more opportunities now to encourage more women to pursue a career in STEM?
1: I absolutely agree that there are more opportunities uh, for women in STEM. Um, it is again more mainstream, there's more support, there's mm-hmm. mentors and coaching organizations that exist that are our sole reason for being is to support women in STEM. Yeah. At the same time, there are still barriers and challenges. Uh, some of it I think I feel is stuck in the school system. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still stories of of girls in you know high school. Um, not being encouraged to go into math and science. Yes. Um, and I think there needs to be some education far earlier on in the channel. Um, we tend to, at least in my world, tend to um, have women I'm working with from the time, maybe they're 20 and up. And I think we need to be in that uh, chain far sooner. Yeah. With education. Um, there's still a bit of a, a bro culture within tech industries, which I know we're addressing, uh, but there's, Still a ways to go. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other side of it is that that's probably the most difficult is there's still far less funding for women in startups. Yeah. And again, we have a number of uh, companies and businesses and organizations and nonprofits addressing that. Um, but the numbers are still staggeringly low. Um, and we just need to keep vigilant. So the reason why I agree and disagree is if you agree too much, then maybe we take. Uh, the foot off the, the, the pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want us to, to take the foot off the pedal. I think we're just starting to reach a high
0: speed. That's good. No, that's good. Because it's so important that we encourage this. Like you said, um, it's very important to start this at the very beginning, see so if they can introduce this early on in primary school. I think it would make, it would well, it would present in a very attractive, more chilled environment. And kids would truly kind of get that creativity of their side, you know, like more, excited to learn more because it's so important to do this very early on with with children because growing up, I didn't even think that I would get into STEM. Not at all. If somebody had told me that would be where I would end up, especially in technology now, I would probably just laugh at their face and say, hey, not me. Because like you said, I resonate with that. There was nobody that looked like me that was doing it, let alone talking about it. So I didn't even find out until I was like in college and in my late twenties. So you can see how, how much like a gap, but if we start early, but I have seen that there are a lot of schools who have started introducing this, like having speakers or um, even mentors and coaches like you come into primary schools and run curriculum. Awesome. I know you touched a little bit on your long and windy road of how you started your business, but I just wanted to you know, touch up a, a little bit about it and say, you know, just find out more. Like, What motivated you to start your company and your business, my um, CEO and business skills?
1: Uh, well, I, 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 it comes from a couple of different places. And those, those two businesses are my most recent because I started, you know, six or seven businesses yes. before that in, in the home <laughs> automation world. And, um, you know, there, there's a couple of things. One is I've never been a great uh, fan of authority. So it's mm-hmm. a lot easier for me to uh, captain my own ship. Um, <laughs> I also think that I also think to some degree, and I, I thought about this recently because I was on a, um, a different podcast where I was asked a similar question. And I, I think for me, you know, I grew up um, in a time um, where women didn't work as much as they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family, um, you know, like many people, I grew up in the midst of some dysfunction. Um, and there was, a, uh, I had a sister and a brother. And what my mother used to always say and hammer home to my sister and myself particularly is uh, my girls are always going to know how to take care of themselves. She was right. And when I think about my journey, um, I, that's the voice that keeps resonating in the back of my head. And I don't know a better way to, to take care of yourself than to be the one who's running the show. So after I finished my uh, automation businesses, the, what I took from that is the part that I loved the best was helping people grow. Uh, my team finding, whoever individually finding their aha moments, uh, playing to people's strengths. Um, that part of, running a business was really the, the, the part that, that fed me the most as it deep in my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that I wanted to keep giving back. So moving into coaching and consulting, um, afterwards seemed like such a natural place to go. Um, I really love helping people. Um, I'm a naturally very curious person. I get excited by other people's <laughs> excitement. Um, and I, you know, and I, I really like to connect. I'm a, I'm a connector by nature. And having the ability to sit down with someone and find out what their hopes and dreams are. And if I can share a little bit of my story or, um, you know, be a little vulnerable or show maybe some of my wounds or my scars and it helps someone move forward, then um, that's 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 the way I want to serve uh, the people around me and community.
0: Amazing. Amazing. But I'll share a little bit about how we met with our listeners just to kind of give them a little clue there. Um, But yeah, I still think back to the day when I came out when was it? I was just back in Vancouver in March. I had saw an event in April on Eventbrite and uh and it was a peach night. And to my surprise, I was like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And then I decided, you know what, you don't have anything better to do at home. So why don't you go? So I went and I sat down in this gorgeous room because he was at a lore film, wasn't it? With like this yeah, beautiful nice. yeah beautiful open windows and you could just see the water. I think it was a waterfront at that point. Oh my goodness, I thought it was beautiful. And then you came, you were one of the panelists, was for the, the peach night and I just remembered like you giving everybody who came up like such use you know useful and valuable advice of how they can take their app or their creation and elaborate on it, you know, for their next pitch. And I was like, I need to go and talk to her. Like I need to go and talk to this woman. And I did. And do you really remember I asked you, like how do you, you came go? Up to me and you
1: said to me, is it worth it? And I said, "It's what worth it?
0: Yes. <laughs> Running a business, doing all of this, because you had a life before all of this and you still do and you're just amplifying it and amplifying it. And I truly wanted to know, is it worth it? Because at that point in my mind, I was just thinking from, okay, I still want to go back into the STEM career. Like, I don't want to end my career. It could be the fact that I don't want to work in a lab, but do it more from an IT perspective and also continue growing my business. But the question for me, when I said that, it was like, was it worth it? But was because I've been wrestling with that same thought myself before we even met. So I I was curious because you were so open and you were vulnerable and you were telling all this women about your long and windy road story and encouraging them on. And I was like, OK, so that's the best person I need to go talk to because she's going to be 100 percent honest about it. And you were. And I love that. And I think it's so great how that little moments pushed us forward. And then we had coffee. We talked about my book. You got to see a little bit, a uh, sign of me that I, you know, that I was trying to hold on to a little bit longer. And you brought that out because you were so kind and you were so like approachable. And then we ended up doing Be You Bravely together, which he helped she me did. oversee such a huge part of. So thank you. My ever first event in Vancouver. I, I, can't, I could not believe that. But I just think you're a force. You are a true thank force you. for women. You are incredible. And I, for one, am so grateful that we got that opportunity to meet at our Peach Night and it has been growing since then because you're an incredible woman. Your business is incredible. And what you do for women and just how you help your community it is it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. And that well, might be more Thank excited. you for all
1: of that. And likewise, you know, to, to, to have the listeners know the other side of the story, um after Effie and i met for coffee i came home and i said to my partner i just need to know more about this <laughs> woman she is so strong and so brilliant and is going to do so many good things in the world and um i was thrilled to get an order and get an early copy of your book
0: um, <laughs> yes <and> you did
1: <laughs> our be you bravely event um which was just a wonderful warm night of women sharing stories was uh, Something I'll never forget. So, um, likewise, thank you and so ditto. much.
0: Yeah. I think that was such an amazing evening. Honestly, it was so, so incredible, but I want to find out though, do you, like, could you give us some encouragement for another woman who is aspiring to go into the entrepreneur business or either be it, you know, creating a business by themselves. And then we'll talk a little bit more about how working with a business partner, what your advice would be on that as well. But just to kick started off, what would advice or encouragement or word of wisdom would you give to another woman who wants to pursue this, you know, this advantage?
1: Well, you know how, you know, there's statistics that say when women are applying for a job, they won't apply for a job unless they have at least 90% of the criteria, mm-hmm. whereas men will apply for the same job with 30% of the criteria. Yes. Listed. So what I'd say to women who are on entre- want to be entrepreneurial, or I'm going to use someone else's expression, entrepreneur, which I really love, <laughs> is that don't be afraid to go forward because you don't have all the answers or that you don't know everything today. I can promise you that when I started out on my journey, I did definitely didn't know everything. Um I may, did some things right, I did many things wrong. But you learn along the way and the most important thing is to be stay curious and be open to asking for help or advice. Be vulnerable in those scenarios
0: mm-hmm. because there's
1: so many resources out there. And again, as women, we have a tendency to just sort of want to do it all ourselves. We feel sometimes we might feel um, nervous or fearful or shameful because we don't know everything yeah and the reality is is that nobody knows everything yeah and that's why there's mentors and coaches and organizations and resources out there to help you so um my, my encouragement advice is is go for it anyway mm-hmm. and, and don't sort of launch you know launch and broke and fix it later mm-hmm. um is really the the best way to go um, be okay with taking risks, risks are, risks are part of it. Um, back then, and you know, it's better to take the risk, um, and maybe not get, get where you want to go than regret having not done it in the first place. Because my deepest philosophy in life is that you'll be, either two things happen, you either win or you learn. And that's really what the journey is all about. So, um, be okay with not knowing everything and know that you learned it along the way.
0: Absolutely. I, I I can't I can't agree more. And I feel like that just blesses my soul because I have been wrestling with that thought this whole week. And I was so I was literally in tears just on Tuesday, just thinking like right at the prime of me feeling like a lot of things are finally coming together since we've moved to Vancouver and I'm making some move, everything just stops, you know, with the current, you know, situation, everything stops. And I know it's not just happening to me, but at the same time, it still doesn't make it easier, you know, to feel that sort of like, you know, complete wrestle in your mind to think, am I doing enough? Like, am I doing enough to actually like help my business grow, to ensure that people are getting the help that I am willing to provide and I'm able to provide, you ask yourself that question, right? I was literally right there on Tuesday. And it's so, that encouragement, I know it's for our listeners, but I'm also taking every single word on board and just keep going because that's what I reminded myself of why I started and the fact that not everything is going to be perfect or beautiful from the get-go or all the time. But it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to take, you know, a breath. Yeah, and just let some people come right into your pain so they can see from a different perspective how they can help you. Because when you're in there, you don't always see what the problem is, right? You just see. 100%. Yeah, you just constantly, like, focus on that one issue. But you never know how to resolve it. You don't see the other door that has more opportunities because you're just focused in that particular painful situation or challenge or whatever so it's really nice just to bring people in so they can change the change the tune you know and that's really good it's an
1: incredible opportunity as an entrepreneur to be innovative and creative yes and look at different ways to go yeah um you know that i posted on friday on linkedin um thing that said life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass it's about learning to dance in the rain
0: yes and that's is true. that's
1: where it's raining right now and uh <laughs> yeah. we all need to we all need to, have to learn to be okay with dancing in the rain and you know i in, in my experience in life and in my journey um sometimes those moments where it seems like you're talking about sort of that that darkness or fear or mm-hmm. wow i've just going and now there's it's come to a bit of a hard stop Mm -hmm. but always the places that opportunities lie and you can find them if you look hard enough
0: yeah absolutely i agree and i wanted to get some advice as well about working with a business partner from your experience how have you like how have you found that journey itself
1: i've had two different i've had a couple uh actually three different experiences with that um in my current world my partner is my partner Um, And that actually has worked out very well. Um, We found out that we have very complementary skills, uh, the things that she likes to do, I don't and vice versa. Um, And we've been able to really grow our business. Um, If you're in a startup in a tech space, uh, I really believe uh, wholeheartedly in having a co-founder. Uh, that's a little bit of a different animal. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I would say that have someone who's strategic, visionary, and the other person needs to be operationally based and detailed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because there's also that piece of having that sounding board. So in all cases, having the sounding board is really, really good. Um, just, you know, in our case, we're lucky we've been together for, well, almost 26 years. So mm-hmm. we know each other well enough to know, <laughs> um, you know, our strengths and our, our, our weaknesses. Um, but if you are going to have a business partner, the most important thing is make sure your values are aligned. Mm -hmm. Not just that you have the same vision or want to get to the same place, but that starting today in this moment, your values are aligned because that really is the most important piece.
0: That is incredible. And before, before we actually like cut off, I do want to ask the question that I also need some of your helpful tips on. And that is how are you coping with self-isolation right now?
1: Uh, that's a good question for everybody <laughs> to know. Um, well, one of the hardest things for me about self-isolation is that I'm an active person. I know uh, so not being able to go to a spin class or yoga uh, <laughs> is is very our swim is so difficult. Um, so what I did is in my you know we all if we're in Vancouver or any big city in the world, you're living in a tiny space most likely. um so part of my tiny space has been converted into a little bit of a gym
0: mm-hmm. I
1: have workout mat i have my yoga mat i picked up a couple of free weights uh, and so i'm you know being the best i can to stay active to go outside for walks you know of course while practicing social distancing mm-hmm. uh, i just did a, a yoga class online from my studios doing online classes is great um so that's one of the ways for me to cope is that and the other thing is i'm, I'm Taking this time to learn, i i really, you know, when you have a lot of extra time, I, you know, I did a course last week. Um, I don't know if, if you've heard about this, but the Ivy League schools are allowing a bunch of uh, offering free courses online right now.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and so I did a four-week uh, program with the Warden School of Business on growth strategies for entrepreneurship. Wow. Um, I did it in four days.
0: <laughs> I'm not surprised. Find
1: out of it yeah and i got a ton out of it uh so i've been doing that and i think a lot of uh sessions like these where we're you know talking about how do you thrive how do you pivot how do you change mm-hmm. um and you know staying connected to people who you know who not only um, you know keep you afloat but have your back yeah um, the ones that you can say hey today i'm feeling great, or today i'm not feeling great mm-hmm. and um so that's how i'm coping i'm reading a lot i am giving myself um Permission to have downtime. That's one of the hardest things is because you feel like you should be doing something mm-hmm. all the time. And um, I also giving myself permission to know that there are days that I'm not 100% focused because there is yeah. a lot going on. Um, you know, we're all concerned about ourselves and our loved ones, particularly if they're not in the immediate city. Uh, so, um, you know, just a little a little bit of everything, but more importantly, practicing as much self care as you can, whatever that looks like for you, Because mm-hmm. for everyone, it's different. Um, give yourself permission. Um, the other thing too, is, um, I've been reading a lot about people wanting to finish, you know, at home projects and not being able to focus on them. And that's okay. Like it's okay if you can't focus on that right now, if it's a Netflix day, make it a Netflix day. Yeah. You know, just, just do what feels best for you.
0: Um,
1: and, and do stay connected, whether that's through things like this or on social media. Um, We're all we're really you know we're in it together. Hashtag is real.
0: Yes, and um, it's
1: it's a time for us to you know we rise by lifting others, and it's a time for us to to know that for ourselves and for others. And that's that's how I'm that's how I'm managing.
0: It's a beautiful way, and I think that that definitely answers the helpful tips that I was going to ask you to share. (laughs) You covered a ton of it, especially with self care, because that one is something that I've taken on board to to implement at every cost because I just don't know when to stop. And I feel like something you talked about really touched you know a point where you said, if you can't finish the work at home, especially with those tasks that you have to do at home, just take a time out, just breathe. Uh-huh. And it's so important because sometimes I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to try to, to do this, to do that and get to that deadline. Maybe this is the universe way of saying, hey, this craziness happening outside you're indoor. Why not use this time to just reflect, reconnect with yourself and recreate mm. something new from this whole experience. So I'm taking that on board for a fact. So, but
1: I can real. see you're
0: already like stretching with your yoga. I'm waiting for my mats to arrive, hopefully this weekend, <laughs> and I can join all of, you know, Tom, yourself and everybody else out there that is stretching it. But before we go, I just want to ask, where can we find you and support you on social or on the webpage?
1: Thank you. Um, our website is myceo.ca. Uh, we also have an online education company called mybusinessskills, Business um, plural, dot com. Um, and for social media, you can find me mostly on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find us um, on Instagram and LinkedIn mostly. Um, And uh, obviously, my phone number and my email are available and um, everyone's encouraged to reach out. Um, We're doing a fair bit of mentoring right now um, through Women in Tech World and a few other places. So, uh, you know, if you need if you need a sounding board or a shoulder, um, that's
0: what we're here for. Amazing. Thank you so much. And don't worry, listeners, we would have all this information listed on this podcast um, description. So you can click on the link directly to all of Lori's outlets. But I just want to say thank you so much again for taking the time to you know, sit down with me in your comfortable chair at home and me of mine. And I'm grateful for technology as always that we could do this over a Google Hangouts and still continue to do life together. But truly, Thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast interview today. I truly appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me. It's It's good to connect. Awesome. Well, guys, you have it right there. This has been the episode of The Long and Windy Road with Glory. And until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful day.
1: Tell me what you feel for me.